0: Let's conclude the Odyssey today. We'll talk about books 22, 23, 24. 23 and 24, fairly short. 22 as well. As usual, we'll start with a little bit of a review. Who was it that actually did string the bow of Odysseus and then shoot uh, an arrow through 12 holes in axe heads and win the contest of Penelope? Yes. Odysseus himself. And then he immediately shoots somebody through the throat who kicks and wastes a whole bunch of food and spurts Blood out from his nostrils, yes? Antinous. Antinous finally gets his. For that footstool, he receives his hospitality. He receives his gift. Zeus has punished him. And then who steps up and is like, well, you punished the guy who came up with the whole plan in the first place, and so you've gotten your vengeance, and things are all good. The guy who we know to lie through his teeth, who was once like, oh, Penelope, as long as I'm loved, no one will lay a hand on Telemachus. Ah, yes. Eurymachus dies, too. And then a guy, we thought he was kind of nice, but apparently he hangs out with the wrong sort of crew, which I think is great advice to young people. If you're a good person, but you hang out with a gang of bad people, what might happen to you? You might share their what? Hmm? Mm-hmm. Their fate. You might share their fate. And who was that? Yes. Amphinimus. Amphinimus. All right. And who was it that crawled through uh, grates and the, uh, not the air conditioning system, but the ventilation shafts, uh, in order to get weapons for the suitors and receive quite, quite the reward for this later. I'll ask you about that soon. Yes? Melanthios. Melanthios. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, slightly more difficult questions. Which two of Odysseus's men were injured during this fight? One in, on the wrist, one on the shoulder. Yes. Um,
1: Telemachus. Telemachus
0: was injured on the wrist. Very good. Yeah, and, Eumaeus. and Eumaeus was as well. Okay. Slightly more difficult question. Who injured Telemachus? Yes? Was it Amphimidon? Let's take a look. Let's take a look. Let's take a look. It was Amphimidon. Excellent work. And who was it that injured Eumaeus? He's been doing all sorts of no good, yes? Ah, yes, and I just want you to remember, who was it that killed Ctesipos, and what is it that he said to him as he killed him in a very epic double kill? If you if you beat somebody in wit while killing them, that's an ultimate kill. I'll say you killed their soul. Even. Yes? Thiloideus. Uh, Thiloideus, yes, he is the one who killed Ctesipos. And what is it he said to him as he stabbed him? He
1: says that's
0: his best gift for uh, throwing a hoof at Odysseus. Yeah, for throwing that hoof at Odysseus? This is your reward for that. You know, crazy-eyed. All right. How many of the suitor, or excuse me, how many of the serving women then were identified as disloyal? Yes. 12. And who identified those 12? Yes. It was Eurycleia. Good. Very good. So Odysseus, apparently, what's her advice at this point? Trusts. Very good. She has earned that trust, barred the door, kept a secret, kept uh, Telemachus a secret. She has been a very trustworthy individual. Who was included in those 12 serving maids? Who was so rude to Odysseus multiple times that she saw him? Melantho. Melantho. And who is she the sister of? Yes? Melanthios. Very good, very good, very good. Ah, how was it that Odysseus wanted the serving maids to be disposed of, to be executed? yes to be, to be beheaded very good that's like uh that is a very significant uh that is a symbolic way of killing somebody when you cut off their head it is as if when they made their choices during life they did it without a what head. without a head without a mind without thinking well to hang somebody is also symbolically means the same thing because you hang them by their what their neck which separates their body from their what Their head, exactly. It's like the idea behind a guillotine, too, from the French Revolution. But what is it that Telemachus decides to do instead to these women? Not to behead them, but...
1: To hang them, but kick their legs out until they stop
0: moving. Yes, to, to hang them, and because they were suffocating, they were kicking their legs until they stopped. They stopped. Very macabre, very macabre, but I think the idea behind this is, if you are disloyal to your rightful Lord, will there be severe consequences? Absolutely, absolutely. And then who receives the worst punishment of any? Of any, yes. Melanthios. And can you just very briefly describe what Melanthios uh, uh, suffers? You can, uh, in the most general terms. He gets his limbs chopped off. He has his limbs chopped off, that's right. All of his extremities are chopped off. Nose, ears, hands, feet, possibly even, and it doesn't say this, but just to be especially imaginative. You might even imagine that his digits go before his his hands like so one finger at a time one toe at a time very very disgusting also of course his man parts too that then get fed to the dogs in front of him if you ever want to read a book that has far more graph i shouldn't uh when y'all are seniors when you are 18 if you want and this is a great american author but he is also a very dark author cormac mccarthy's blood meridian if you want to read a story in which terrible things happen that will give you nightmares forever blood meridian is what you read. Don't read it until you're, uh, I don't know, 50 or 60 years old. Um, <laughs> because you're not ready for it until then. It's uh, it, it has to do with um, the 19th century and the Western expansion of America. So they're fighting against Indians and things like that. And if you know anything about Indians, Native Americans, and how they used to fight, they're pretty brutal. They're pretty brutal. Um, and so, Well, in any case, look forward to American history. Look forward to American history. So let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. All right, so we've killed these suitors. We uh, saw this. We saw this. We saw, ah, yes, who gets spared? Who gets, ah, mmm. even better question. Which suitor attempts to ask to be spared, but then gets head cut off just like Dolan did? Yes? I know It does start with an L. Yes? It is Leodes. It is Leodes. Okay, which herald gets spared? Which singer gets spared? We said look like a rock star. Yes? Phemius, uh, the rock star. Yes, the singer. Yeah,
1: and then uh,
0: met on the herald. And then met on the herald. All right, is there anything else that I really want to go over? Um, no, I think that's good. All right, here's a very macabre scene here. Like I told you, what is it that the serving women? I shouldn't laugh here, but it's just—it's so appropriate, though it's so inappropriate. What is it that they are required to do? Of their final act before they are strung up by a ship's cable by their necks? Yes, clean up their dead they have to clean up the dead bodies of their what's Their um, former, their former X's. exes, their boyfriends. Yes. <laughs> They they have to clean up the bodies of their boyfriends. So like, oh, here's the spleen of your kids, I loved him so much. Uh,
1: yes. it called ship's cable. Do you make a rope cable?
0: It's like uh, I don't know. It's called a ship's cable here, but I I imagine it's a pretty stiff rope. A pretty stiff rope. Cool. All right. Well. Let's move on. So. The great hall has been cleaned. Thank you, serving mates. The house has been expunged of its corruption. We are now twelve serving maids uh, lighter. We are one hundred and eight suitors lighter. We are one melanthios lighter. The place is looking pristine and clean, and well Euryclair runs up to tell Penelope that the suitors are all dead. Her dream has come what? Apparently she was wrong about this dream coming from the gate of which gate was it that false dreams come through again? Yes ivory gate this must have been a gate of horn sort of dream and so Eurycleia runs up to tell penelope that the suitors are all dead and that odysseus has returned i want you just to pause for a moment you have been waiting for 20 years for your husband to come back that is never going to happen your son has not lived up to your expectations for him there are 108 suitors down there in your home right now this woman old woman wakes you up in the middle of the night to tell you that all your dreams have come true do you believe her Absolutely not. In fact, that is what Penelope says. She says, You're crazy, Eurycleia. The only reason that I'm not punishing you in a more severe way is the fact that you're such an old, dear woman. Like, why are you waking me up? And you know that when I'm awake, I'm feeling pain. So the only time I like to be alive is when I'm actually what? Asleep, which means like I'm what? Dead. And she's like, Why are you waking me up for this sort of thing? Eurycleia says, No, no, no. It's true. It's true. Your dreams have come true. Yes.
1: How did Palki sleep through all
0: that screaming of the Uh Athena helped her out. Athena helped her out. And, you know, some, frankly speaking, some people are heavy sleepers. <laughs> mm. But, yes, I mean, it's so funny, too. I feel rather macabre saying this, but it looks like dreams do come, what? And her dream was what? The 180 or 108 suitors get brutally slaughtered by her husband, and then 12 rude serving maids who... who uh, uh, Gave up her secrets to the suitors, get uh, beheaded, or in this case, hanged, and that Melanthius get dismembered. It's like, ah, oh, isn't that a heavenly dream? Isn't that a heavenly dream? I suppose in some ways it is. You must purge corruption, and that means sometimes you got to do some nasty things. And so, in any case, Penelope springs from the bed, but she's still in disbelief. Of course, she's in disbelief. The suitors may have died from their own recklessness. She, she's. She's willing to concede that. They're rude. They're reckless. They deserve death. I could see them dying. Zeus probably punished them. But Odysseus being back, that's just too much to accept all at once. That's too many good things happening. Neuocles says, no, no, no. He is back. She does not back off. I am telling you the truth. I saw his what? His scar. That can't be faked. That's something that we all know about. It's not some god trying to trick us. Okay. Okay. Penelope gets ready, she descends the stairs. I just want y'all to think about the tension in the air. We've just seen a giant fight to the death between the suitors. Is that moment before Odysseus shoots Antinous in the throat even as tense as when Penelope is coming down these stairs to see her husband for the first time in 20 years? Can you imagine how she feels, how her stomach feels in that moment? How Odysseus must feel to finally reveal himself to her. He's also covered in blood right now, by the way. And so as she comes down the stairs, she's so funny. She's so thoughtful. This is why Odysseus will call her funny, strange woman, Daimonia. And she will call him funny man, strange man. Isn't that what we say about somebody when they're a little weird? We say, you're kind of funny. You're like, not funny, haha, but funny like weird. we say that about somebody? Something's funny about them. Yeah, something's strange about them. Well, what makes somebody strange seems to be that they think about things other people don't think about and that they act in a way different from other people. Is that true? Is that what makes somebody strange? And Some people have strange thoughts. And well, what's strange about her is she's not the normal sort of woman. You would expect that for the first time, or at least if you were a male like Telemachus, you would expect that for the first time ever with his simplified idea of what a lady is, for the first time seeing her husband in 20 years, she would obviously do what immediately? run straight into his arms. But who is she so like? Who is it that also did not run straight home even though he had just gotten there? Yes? Odysseus. Odysseus, she's just like Odysseus. she's very thoughtful. And so she has two thoughts occur to her head. Do I run and kiss him? Or do I test him first? Well, if she is like Odysseus, what is she obviously going to do? Because she doesn't want him to be, and there are stories of this happening. She does not want him to be some god in disguise or some person in disguise. And in Ovid's Metamorphoses, very sadly, there are uh, times when the gods go in disguise of mortals and other gods and lay with the wives and girlfriends of them. Very famously, Poseidon does this to a woman who is in love with a river. Uh, I'm forgetting the name of the river at this moment. But that that is something that often happens in Ovid's Metamorphoses. In any case, Telemachus can't bear the tension. And he says... He admonishes the iciness of his, his mother. He's like, how is it, Mom, that you <laughs> that you aren't just running down and greeting this man? It's like, your mom, he's dad, you need to, it's very simple, his idea, right? You guys need to hug. And, uh, well, Penelope responds that they share secret signs, and actually Odysseus says, no, 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 go, go easy on your mother. Perhaps it is because I, I'm covered in blood right now, and I don't look, so good. We'll we'll have a conversation ourselves. And actually during that conversation, Penelope will test Odysseus. And actually Odysseus will succeed in that test by failing that test. And we'll explain what that means exactly. So Odysseus says, Well, Telemachus, Penelope must dislike my dirty clothing. She doesn't want to come hug me because I'm gross. Anybody ever had a say mom and you were all covered in sweat and mire and you tried to hug her and she was like, Ew, no, don't hug me right now. <laughs> right, right, exactly. She's like, I have nice clothes, you're all gross, and you like, <laughs> And so, she is told to, or rather, Telemachus is told to lead them to prepare for retaliation from the families of the suitors, because this issue is not done. Remember the suitors, they are the noble young men of Ithaca. That means they are connected. That means that their families are going to want to what their deaths? Avenge their deaths. That means that more people are going to be coming to try and kill Odysseus, which means he's in not that great a situation right now. So... Odysseus ingeniously commands Telemachus to have the liar player play so the people outside think that all the commotion in the house is due to a party. And so they, he's going to deceive the townspeople around him, yes. Oh, is the
1: floor all
0: bloody too? Uh, the floor was all bloody before the who cleaned it all up, before they got mm-hmm. hanged. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So things are clean now, things are clean. And so the people outside are supposed to think that a wedding is happening rather than a massacre, which makes me think of what object from Book 18 of the Iliad? Yes, Achilles' shield. Achilles' shield. It's like, what's all that noise happening for? Good thing or bad thing? Well, actual bad thing that was a good thing, but they're going to represent it as a good thing that wouldn't have been a that would have actually been a bad thing. What would that have been? The wedding of Penelope to a Pseudor. to a suitor. That's right. That's right. Nothing is as it was. Seems. very good very good very good and so this will keep rumor from spreading and what we learn is in lines 140 to 150 is that this works this actually works the people are foolish they assume that what they hear is what they hear all right enemy then bathes Odysseus in prep remember this is enemy not Eurycleia this is the serving maid uh, slash nurse of Penelope and then Athena graces his looks of course taller thicker uh, and Curlier. And then he sits across from his wife. Ooh, do I have a picture of that? Oh, no, I don't have a picture of that. We had a picture earlier. Remember that picture from earlier when they're just sitting across from each other? Uh, Odysseus has his legs crossed, and it's like, whoa. He's done with the suitors. They've cleansed the house with sulfur, which means they've even burned away some of the parts of it. And they've set a fire in the hearth. Odysseus calls Penelope strange, for still not embracing him. She's still looking at him, still staring at him. She, it's not that she doesn't believe that it's Odysseus, it's that he needs to prove that he actually is. Even though, some of the information that he gave earlier, particularly, what was that object he knew about that bound his purple mantle together, that he remembered when he claimed to be the brother of Idomeneus, yes? The golden pin. The golden pin. Knowing about that golden pin with a hound on it, pinning down a fawn, a young deer. That, that would be indication for most people, but not for Penelope. No, 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 she's got to trick him, and she tricks him in a very feminine way. And you will see, I think you will all have a wry smile when you see this. Because Odysseus says, okay, you're still not convinced on me? I'll just sleep outside. I'll sleep outside of the bedroom. You're not ready for me to come back yet. Okay, that's kind of genteel. That's kind of genteel. And then Penelope returns the word, the daimonia. And she says, okay, I'll have Eurycleia bring the bed from the room out. Now I want you to think about this. What is it that we know about Odysseus's bed? Remember from your reading. There's something very unique about it. Yes? It can't be moved. Why can it not be moved? Yes? It was built, one of the posts on it and this is actually this is really great this is really pretty but it's only one that we know of only one of the posts supposedly was built from an actual living tree Odysseus supposedly built his house and he built his house around this tree and he built his and he built his bed from this tree which is still alive and so if your tree if your bed is connected to a living tree can you move your bed No. So when Penelope says, I'll just take your bed out of the room and give it to you, what does he assume has happened? That she has changed his bed for another, which symbolically means what to him in that moment? That she has given up his bed to put another bed there, to lay in that bed with another man. This incenses Odysseus. He immediately launches into a screen where he yells, yells, yells. And actually, I, I should probably look for this, but it'll take me a second to find it. So I'm sorry where he says, okay, I've seen some people getting killed. This is approaches. Then embrace it. Ah, good, good, Okay, strong okay. okay, here we are. We're right there. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Lines 183, 184 in book 23 what you have said dear lady has hurt my heart deeply what man has put a bed has put my bed in another place so immediately he makes a connection between his bed and another man and this infuriates him and it's very like the whole situation with who and whom from the iliad griseus and Agamemnon slash Achilleus. Yes, yes, yes. Remember that was a major thing that Agamemnon said when he was going to give Perseus back to Achilleus. He's like, I have not lain with her as is natural between man and woman. What man has put another bed in my place or has put my bed in another place? But it would be difficult for even a very expert one unless a God coming to help in person were easily to change its position. But there is no mortal man alive, no strong man who lightly could move the weight elsewhere. There is one particular feature in the bed's construction. I myself, no other man made it. There was the bowl of an olive tree, again, an olive tree, so helpful, with long leaves growing strongly in the courtyard, and it was thick like a column. I laid down my chamber around this and built it until I finished it with close-set stones and roofed it well over and added the compacted doors, fitting closely together. Then I cut away the foliage of the long-leaved olive and trimmed the trunk from the roots up, planing it with a brazen axe. That's like a little axe. Well and expertly intruded it, straight to a chalk line, making a bed post of it, and bored all holes with an auger. I began with this and built my bed, and it was finished. I decorated it with gold and silver and ivory, then I lashed it with thongs of oxide dyed bright with purple. There is its character, as I tell you, its character is fixed and firm. But I do not now know, dear lady, whether my bed is still in place or if some man has cut underneath the stump of the olive and moved it elsewhere. He gets totally upset which means he still feels how for penelope he still feels emotion for her. he still feels love for if he's still angry when she potentially has cheated on him there is a way to interpret this as if she has some sort of possession but i don't think that that's correct the idea seems to be that he really cares about her being faithful to him because he in his heart seems feels that he has been faithful to her Let's just not think about Calypso and Cersei for the moment. And in any case, he could have stayed with them, but he didn't. He did come home. He did come home. And with Cersei, frankly, he was commanded by a God. And with Calypso, what choice did he have? He, you know, he showed up on her island with nothing, and she nursed him back to health. And every day, he seemed to be crying after a certain point and wanting to leave. And so, so he spoke, and her knees and the heart within her went slack. he what does she realize when he gets all upset about this? He's like, no other man better have been in my bed. No other man better have moved my bed. I can't believe this happened. Who does he know? Who does she know is the only man who's gonna talk like that in front of her? Odysseus, Odysseus. and she's like, oh.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it's it's and as she recognized the clear proofs and the proofs, the proofs aren't syllogisms or mathematical equations or promises or anything like that. This is anger fact that she might not have been true to him and she burst into tears and ran straight to him throwing her arms around the neck of Odysseus and kissed his head what a moment they're finally what united reunited do not be angry with me Odysseus since beyond all other men you have the most understanding the the gods granted us misery and jealousy over the thought that we two always together should enjoy our youth oh just think about how sad this is. They were young when they were married, and they had a child, and then immediately Troy for 20 years. Their entire lives spent apart. Oh, how sad. How sad. Uh, the gods granted us misery and jealousy over the thought that we two always together should enjoy our youth and then come to the threshold of old age. Then do not now be angry with me, nor blame me, because I did not greet you as I do now, at first when I saw you. For always the spirit deep in my heart was very fearful that some one of mortal men... Come away and deceive me with words. For there are many who scheme for wicked advantage. Odysseus Christ in their life. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) For neither would the daughter born to Zeus, Helen of Argos, have lain in love with an outlander from another country if she had known that the warlike sons of the Achaeans would bring her home again to the beloved land of her father. She says if she had known the consequences of her actions, Helen would never have done what she did. Unfortunately, did she no, but she learned. But she learned. It was a god who stirred her to do the shameful things she did. Interesting. Very different from Agamemnon's perception of Clytemnestra. Instead of giving her personal responsibility, she blames the goddess. Which we actually know is literally true, because which goddess cursed her and her father Tindarius to have adulterous sons? All the way back from the beginning of the year. Which god? Yes, yes. Aphrodite. Aphrodite, goddess of love. Very good. And never before had she had in her heart this terrible wildness, out of which came suffering to us also. But now, since you have given me accurate proof, describing our bed, which no other mortal man beside has ever seen, but only you and I, and there is one serving woman, Actor's daughter, whom my father gave me when I came here, who used to guard the doors for us in our well-built chamber. So you persuade my heart, though it has been very stubborn. And so then they talk. Then they talk all night. And just a very beautiful quote to you from... 2.43, 2.43, just because there are two beautiful quotes like this. When Alcanoa says, these, these nights are endless, and to sleep through them is a bore. I think that's one of the beautiful quotes. This. When do you have your deepest conversations? Early morning? Late night. late night? Late night, of course, of course, because you can't see the passage of time. And what else is there to do with talk? Now dawn of the rosy fingers would have dawned on their weekend <coughs> had not the gray-eyed goddess Athena planned it otherwise. She held the long night back at the outward edge. She detained dawn of the golden throne by the ocean and would not let her harness her fast-footed horses who bring the daylight to people Lampost and Phaethon, the dawn's horses who carry her. As Athena is so happy for them to be back together that she holds back the dawn. She gives them one eternal night together. Very good, very good, very good. Here's some images of the bed. I like these quite a bit. Uh, obviously, you wouldn't have curtains like that or uh, Venetian... Uh, framed windows in that way Uh, good so they finally embrace they spend the night talking about Odysseus' journeys and the journeys yet to come so he is honest with her he tells her the truth now he does tell her about Circe he does tell her about Calypso he does tell her that he will have to leave and go to the purple cheeked people which is tragic but life is tragic and she is just happy to have this moment with him again finally I love this picture very good very good Book 24. book 24. Hermes is guiding the souls to the underworld. Very interesting, because in Book 24 of the Iliad, who guided Priam across a river to a dark gate where there was a dead man waiting for him, yes? Hermes, yes. Hermes is a guide, is called a psychopomp, or a guide of souls. And he is known to not only be able to make men be awake and to make men be asleep, remember the story of Argos the giant who he slayed by putting him to sleep even though he had infinite eyes, but he can also take people from the living to the dead and the dead to the living, though we know not of anyone he makes from dead to living in a zombie-like fashion. And so, he guides the suitors to the underworld where they meet Achilleus and Agamemnon. Achilleus compliments Agamemnon's high place while he lived, though he died in such an inglorious way. Uh, That's uh, not very good line numbers, 25 to 25 there. And then Agamemnon describes the immortal honors that are given to Achilleus at his funeral by having the Nereids, the daughters of Nereus, the sisters of his mother Thetis, all come out from the ocean and pay tribute to him. Even the gods weep or wept for our Achilleus. And he had 17 days of funeral rites, which is about as long as you could possibly conceive of. Even Patroclus only had 11. 17 days, over half a month. Well worth being awake for, wouldn't you agree? Hermes' wands. All right. The bones of Achilleus and Patroclus, we hear, were mixed in an amphora, which was presented or was a present of Dionysus, made by Hephaestus. Remember that that was what Patroclus, as a ghost, requested of Achilleus in Book 23. We didn't read that together, but I think I told you that story, that Achilleus falls asleep on the beach next to Troy. Uh, Patroclus shows up to him in a dream, And um, he asks that their bones be mixed together. So close were they. So close were they. And the idea here that Agamemnon conveys to Achilles is, your fame will be absolutely eternal. So they're complimenting each other. It's nice to see. It seems like they've buried the what? The
1: hatchet. The
0: hatchet. Very good. They've they've put an end to their enmity. And so this book, just like this poem, will explain how to put an end to conflict. How to bring an end to enmity. Otherwise, the cycle of violence continues on for how long? Forever. Forever. It takes a decision, a conscious decision of man to end the cycle of violence. Because every time you kill somebody, I mean even Dante will talk about this later, uh, somebody will want to enact the blood what for their death? What do we call how much something costs? It's what? The blood price. Very good. The blood price. Good. Here's a picture of Hermes leading the souls. Notice his winged cap, his winged sandals, his caduceus. What are those two creatures that are interwoven like DNA? Yeah. At the top, snakes, because remember, the snake, <coughs> snake's venom is both poison, but also what to poison, potentially, if it inoculates you? Antidote. 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 And that which is poison to one is an, is an antidote to another. It's very true. Uh, many psychologists say it's the same with truth. A truth that might save one person might destroy another. Seems, seems true, seems true. I like how the suitors look all (laughs) angry. That's probably Arumachus. He's dead. All right, good, 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 good. More pictures of this. All right, Amphimedon who was killed by, who was it that killed Amphimedon again? Yes, it was Telemachus. He comes to talk to Agamemnon. Agamemnon asks what happened. And then, ooh, actually, I don't know, why do I have Amphinimus right here? I, it was Amphimidon uh, that was speaking, not Amphinimus. And Actually, let me just look at that very quickly just to make sure I did not make that mistake because I do not think that I did. It was Amphimidon, good. So do not write Amphinimus, I I would have known that, good. In any case, Agamemnon asks what happens Amphimidon describes the events of the text he says well there was this web of penelope three years uh we didn't figure it out until we were told by some serving women thank you to them then the travels of telemachus he talks about the beggar coming who is actually odysseus string into the bow and the death of the suitors and well agamemnon calls odysseus fortunate for not being betrayed by penelope perhaps he is fortunate uh that that does seem to be true perhaps he also made an excellent choice when he married her Perhaps also he was intelligent in how he went about testing everybody at Ithaca rather than rushing in because what is it that fools do that we know? Fools rush in. Very good. And so perhaps uh, Odysseus is fortunate, but that seems to be also the mistake of how Agamemnon thinks about things. Things simply happen in some way or another. Uh, Things happen because people choose to make them happen in that way. Good. Another pick. Okay. And so. That's what happens in the underworld. Agamemnon and learn about Odysseus. They're dead, he's alive. Who's the greatest ideal of Greek mythology? Odysseus, the one who can use his what? His mind, use his head. Okay, but now we still have business to which we must attend. Who is it that's going to come try and kill Odysseus and his family now because they are angry about their children dying? Yes, the families of the students. We're not done. We're not anywhere close to done. There're gonna be a lot more people coming to kill Odysseus now. It's sort of like the more like the more warlike companions of whom coming to avenge their dead family members. Yes, the Kikones. I know everybody checks time. They're like, oh are we almost not done? We only have five minutes, Mr. Schmidt." Well, we'll have. To, I don't know how are we gonna finish this so quickly. It we'll would take an act of Zeus, I imagine. So, Odysseus goes to test Laertes and prepare to fight the families of the suitors. Let me just check how many of these things I have okay not that many we're going to go fast through them and they're very short so he goes to laertes remember his father to prepare to test the families of the suitors when he comes upon laertes home it's a dump uh uh, laertes himself has been sleeping on the floor with the animals he looks terrible he even has a an ugly leather cap that says would cause uh, would cause suffering to anybody who wore it i don't know if it's because it's ugly because it's hat because or, or because it's hot sorry not hat uh but it's an ugly hat that he has And so he considers just hugging his dad or testing him. Of course, since he's Odysseus, what's he going to do? He's going to test him. He's going to go with his better judgment rather than simply following his heart. He mocks Laertes and says he's ill-cared for, like a dog. (laughs) That's how he's talking to his dad. It makes him feel terrible. And he says, whose servant are you, former king? And, well, Laertes says, well, I knew an Odysseus, but it's been years. And then, or rather, Odysseus says, I knew an Odysseus once. And Laertes starts to cry. And seeing an old man cry is, by some accounts, the worst thing you can possibly see, the most pitiful thing you can possibly see. And so Odysseus, after claiming to be named at Peritos, uh, uh, watching his father cry and then watching even more sorrow go over his head, he finally admits who he is, shows his scar, and recalls to Laertes the teaching of him. uh, He recalls to Laertes his father when his father Laertes first taught him the names of trees. And so he recalls to him a moment when his father was teaching him something. And that is a moment that they share what? Two together, right? A moment that they, something that they share together just as Penelope and Odysseus alone share the bed together. A uh, piece of information that is only theirs. And So Laertes then bathes, is renewed, and we meet Dolios. I just want to tell you about Dolios. That's the manservant of Laertes because he's the father of Melanthius and Melantho. We won't tell him yet that his children have just been, both been killed as traitors. Odellios uh, is apparently pretty loyal, which means that the apple can fall far from the tree, especially if it's on a hill. <laughs> All right, good. Rumor spreads about the death of the suitors. We're going to go very fast because we have three minutes. Rumor spreads about the death of the suitors, line 410 in book 24. You pay these. Father Antinous rouses a posse to go kill Odysseus. He's like, what? My son is dead? <laughs> I'm not lying down about this. Let's go kill these fools. Let's kill these suckets. Medon then claims that Odysseus did as he did with consent of the gods. So while uh, Eupathes is trying to stir up trouble, Medon comes out and he's like, this was justice. This was vengeance. This was an execution. This was not just murder. Uh, do not rouse this posse. Mentor then agrees, but Eupathes and the families do not listen. Their blood is too, is too hot. It's too incensed. And they march on. Well, Odysseus is with Laertes, Athena, and Zeus, and, or rather, then we see Athena with Zeus, and Athena says, What are we going to do now? How am I supposed to save Odysseus from all these people? And Zeus says, famously, lines 478 to 486, and we will see a similar moment to this at the end of the Aeneid with Jupiter speaking to Juno, Hera, Jupiter is Zeus. They say, Now's the time for friendship. And so the suitors attack, or the suitors' families attack. Three generations of Odysseus's family then fight together, Laertes, Odysseus, and what's the name of that youngest guy? T- Telemachus. And Laertes actually makes the comment, he says, oh, to see my son and my grandson vying for honor, finally, his life that had become so terrible is going to end in a what sort of way? A good way, a good way, a good way. though it will not end quite yet. So first and foremost, Laertes throws a spear into Euphetes' face, kills Antinous' father, just as Odysseus his son had killed Eupathes' son, Antinous. And then Athena calls out an end to the battle. Odysseus keeps charging. Zeus throws a lightning bolt onto the ground. That means Stop! And then pledges are made between each faction, and peace reigns. And then finally the war that we started at the beginning of the Iliad at the beginning of this year, finally comes. To a close. And that's the Odyssey students. And that's Homer. Congratulations, you're done.